Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me on this journey through this massive NHL slate is the Timo Meyer to my Patrick Marlowe, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, bud? Pretty good. Apparently, we both got banished to the fourth line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've been relegated to nine minutes a night. Um, you're apparently going to be retiring at the end of the season, or, or I am. But uh, yeah, uh, let's talk real quick about last night's slate, because we have a big slate uh, ahead of us today. So let's just get through last night's slate real quick. Uh, yeah, the San Jose Sharks did the thing uh, against the Coyotes. None of them like really had like super monster games, like you weren't having like three point performances or anything, but you know, you had solid uh, performances all around. I think, you know, hurdle goal at assist, uh, Vander Kane had a uh, goal as well. So San Jose won, did reasonably well last night. Um, the one game that really, I, I really want to talk about is actually a game that wasn't on the slate. It was the Island game before all the games, Vancouver and Ottawa played at 5.30 Eastern. Ottawa ran them over. I like. We'll talk about uh, Vancouver a little bit later on. Uh, Ottawa just ran them over pretty much the entire game. And you were telling me before the show that they haven't pra- that Vancouver hasn't practiced since returning from from uh, COVID problems, right? No, they haven't. So they've just been playing games because they've they're playing like something ridiculous, like nineteen games in twenty eight days or something silly like that. Yeah. So a uh, little bit of a tough stretch coming up here for Vancouver. Uh, St. Louis had a nice comeback uh, against Minnesota. The Mike Hoffman, two goals, three-point bonus over on DK. Uh, seems like he's a guy, whenever we write him off and say, ah, no more Mike Hoffman, he has one of those games that reminds us why he's Mike Hoffman. Yeah, I don't understand what the coach is doing because like, he played 13 and a half minutes last night. 
And that was the most ice time he's seen in the last five games. He's been around 10, 11 minutes, but he, every time they have a power play, he scores. So like, I don't know. He might be, you know, maybe a little tough to deal with in the room. I don't know. I don't want to conjecture. Yeah, that's usually one of the things. When you see players bouncing around from team to team, it's usually something going on behind the scenes. But uh, he's still scoring. So something to keep in mind that even if he's playing 12, 13 minutes, he's still one of the top goal scorers uh, in hockey. Uh, We do have a monster slate uh, to get through those. So we're going to get to those games ASAP. Before we do, while you guys are here, if you could like, and especially subscribe, subscriptions really help. Uh, grow this channel keep these shows coming as often as we can Uh, I know NHL has started to wind down a little bit as we're approaching the end of the of uh, the regular season but baseball is certainly in full swing it seems like there's an MMA card like every two weeks now so uh, lots of goings on here at Osmo so throw subscribe if you want to see everything that we have going on click the bell to get notified whenever we go on the air and if you miss any of these shows and you want to catch up uh, on via podcast form, you can go to osmo.com slash podcast and check out all the podcasts that we have up. Uh, we're up on uh, most of the major platforms. Um, I think all of our shows, except for the live before lock go up there. Um, obviously, you, you know, live before lock, not a lot of value as a podcast, but everything else goes up there. So if you can't catch these shows live, go to osmo.com slash podcast to see uh, the litany of podcasts that we have available at osmo.com. And if you leave a review, a five-star review on any one of our pods. Uh, you're eligible for a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum, and that goes up to one year. So you could even win next winter, next spring. Just head to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out what we got going on for our podcast. All right. Like I said, Monster Slate ahead of us. We got 10 games going on. So let's take our time, go through these games one by one. Let's start with the first one. Buffalo, 1.9 implied gold total going into Boston. Boston with a 3.6 implied goal total. I believe that's one of the first sub 2.0 implied goal totals we've had on the season. Oddly enough, there's another one later this slate. Uh, The regular season certainly is winding down once you start seeing those 1.8 and 1.9 implied goal totals. Uh, Going uh, in net is going to be Tuka Rask up against Uko Pekka-Lukkanen. We're going to talk about UPL uh, a little bit later, but uh, I think the big note for Boston is Craig Smith is not going to be, he's not playing and it's Jake DeBrusque taking his spot. It's either that or Smith is moving down. I forget, but Jake DeBrusque is going to be on the second line regardless. That's interesting to me because Craig Smith has played very well this year and Jake DeBrusque has played very not well this year. So uh, that kind of changes the outlook of that line for me. What do you see on the Boston side here? And there's, is there anything on the Buffalo side you like? Well, also DeBrusque is 2,600. So that makes the second line way cheaper. That makes them 12-8 as a full line getting, I guess they're all deaf lines on the Sabres. So, I mean, like, yeah, Boston two makes some sense. Um, Boston one, obviously they're an elite spot. They're an elite line. The problem is they're 24,200 and there is a lot to like on the slate. So, I, I kind of see their ownership around, you know, eight, nine percent right now. Maybe it creeps up to double digits. And that makes some sense. You know, it's it's a what a 10 game slate, nine, 10 game slate. Um, but yeah, they have a huge total. They're a minus three thirty favorite, something like that. Um, dogs are going nuts right now. It's great. Dogs are going nuts for Boston. Dogs Everybody knows what that right means. Now. They're playing. Um, I mean, I, I, I love Boston one tonight. The problem is the price and the problem is how many other great spots there are. So I understand if you want to go into Boston one, there is some really good, you know, value lines that you can fit in tonight. Um, awesome. um, <laughs> yeah. So like in single entry or three max, I think I'm go- I would fade Boston just because like, I like some more spots better, but in MME, like, yeah, I, I love Boston one tonight. It, it won't take much to get over the field at 9% on elite line. So I think you can do that. You know, Boston two is interesting. Like, yeah, Taylor Hall's played better since he's came to Bruins. Like Taylor Hall would play better if he was playing with the Manitoba Moose than he was with the Buffalo Sabres. So like, it's not a shock. He's not getting top comps. Something that matters in this, in this scenario. But if DeBrusque moves up, you know, that line's fully correlated on power play too, but they don't see much time on the power play anyway. But yeah, at 12-8, I think, you know, in a 3.6 total, 12-8, if their ownership can check, I think you can definitely go to that one. The bottom six, I'm kind of off. There's nothing really that I like. 
Uh, no one's really on the power play down there. If you want to one off and Nick Ritchie for a top power play, I think that's fine. But other than that, now on the Buffalo side, I'm probably going to be mostly out. Uh, I don't want the Reinhardt Olsen line going into the Bergeron matchup. Um, so that takes me completely out. You know, after, after that, there's not really much like maybe, you know, Dylan Cousins, Anders Bjork, two man, but I'm not sure that's necessary on this large of a slate. So really outside of maybe the goalie and maybe a defenseman, I'm probably just going to be completely out on the Sabres. Yeah, I don't have a lot of interest in the Sabres either. Um, one, like, you don't really know how their lines are going to roll, right? Like, I see a fourth line of Reeder, Shea, and Thompson, but if they ended up with more ice time than Asplund, Middlestad, Roots, and like, it wouldn't be a surprise to me. So, like, yeah, I imagine Buffalo 1 gets the line share of the ice time. That's pretty safe. But like you said, they're also going into that Bergeron matchup, so that's no-go for me. Uh, and then you don't really know how the time, how the ice time is going to shake out on the rest. So I'm with you. Uh, I'm out on the Buffalo skaters on the Boston side. Like I don't have a problem playing Jake DeBrusque. Uh, like you said, he's 2,600 on that line. So I don't have a problem playing that line for that reason, but DeBrusque just hasn't been good this year. Flat out. Like if you, especially if you look at his defensive impacts, like we're talking like over two standard deviations worse than the league average. Uh, at least it was the last time I checked like a few weeks ago. So if DeBrusque is just like, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I think DeBrusque is a, a, a good middle six winger. But if he's just playing poorly right now, that's enough for me to get away from that Boston line, especially where, you know, we might see some more ownership now because, like like you said, they are $2,000 cheaper because uh, Jake DeBrusque is in there. We already have them over leveraged as it was by, you know, one and a half percent. So, I think that's enough reason to get away from Boston too. Like, I'm not going to say no to any Boston line here tonight in this matchup, but on, when you're looking at 10 games, you have to figure out where you're going to pare down. At the start of the day, I was in on Boston too. Now I'm out. Um, I think Boston one would be where I would focus here. Uh, the Buffalo penalty kill, we're talking uh, bottom five uh, by expected goals against over the last month. Um, Boston's power play hasn't been good either. Uh, but I would trust Boston's power play to get good before I trust Buffalo's penalty kill to improve. So that's the kind of the way that I'm looking at it. I do like Boston one a lot here tonight. I don't think that should surprise anybody, but if you're asking me, would I rather play Boston one or Toronto one here tonight? I would probably still say Toronto one. We'll talk about them later, but Boston one's definitely up uh, in that very upper tier mix for me uh, on the blue line. We, you mentioned, I think, the last show that Kevin Miller was playing 20 minutes plus. He still is uh, putting up shot blocks. Don't mind him as a cheap guy. Is there Are there any other defensemen in this game that you like? Uh, not really. I mean, like, if you want to punt Mike Riley, it's fine. I wish he was on the top power play over Grizzlick. But, you know, 3,600 is not bad for the minutes he's getting. On the Buffalo side, I'm probably not on anyone, like, the Rasmise are over 4,000, so that takes me out on them. Maybe Henry Jokey Haru at 2,900. But I think there, there's like there's some better values around the same price. So it, it's I'm kind of off the defenseman in this game in, in general. Yeah, okay. Uh, so let's get to the main event then. Ukapeka Lukanen, are you playing him? I think you have to consider it just from the fact that like he's under 7,000. Boston has a huge total, so the shot volume is going to be there. If he gets the bonus and gives up three goals and loses, I still think he can. He's not going to bury you. The problem is he can give up. You know, if he gives up like six goals and gets yanked, that's the problem. But like, if if you if you think you know he's going to give up three goals on thirty nine shots, I think I think you can play him. Yeah, when it comes to these cheap goalies, like you have to know your own risk tolerance too, right? Like. If you can't look at a goalie and say, I'm very well prepared to take a minus, minus nine from him tonight and and live with that, then don't play him is would be my advice. Like there's a very, very real chance he just gets absolutely shelled here tonight. So that's that's my one piece of advice when playing cheap goalies is know your own risk tolerance. If you know you can't stand to watch a goalie just get absolutely bombarded, uh, maybe not the guy for you here tonight. All right, moving along. Philadelphia, 3.2 implied goal total going into New Jersey. The Devils have a 2.9 implied goal total. 
looking in net, we have Alex Leon uh, going for the Flyers. I think they said Carter Hart is done for the season now, so I imagine it's going to be Elliott or Leon for the rest of the year. Uh, Matt Blackwood projected, not confirmed to start, but I imagine it's going to be Mackenzie Blackwood in net for the Devils. Um, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think the line matching here kind of matters. So I'm just going to briefly talk about uh, what happened when these two teams met up a couple games ago. Uh, they sent out their first and third lines. Now, by those, I mean the, the Hishier line and the Michael McLeod line went out largely against Couturier and then Hughes, Sharon Govich, Kokinen, largely against the second and third lines. So that's pretty important, I think, because we talked about on the last show about Couturier looking healthier and playing better and, and so on and so forth. And Philly won, dominated that, those matchups last game. But New Jersey, too, did look good in their matchups against the depth. So I do think there's some stuff to like here on both sides. What do you like in this game, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Flyers' top line for sure. Um, they're not overly pricey for a top line. They're in the 17s, I think. They're fully correlated on the power play, which is more important because the Devils' penalty kill is absolute trash. Um, they're not going to get the Hughes line for whatever reason, which has been their best defensive line the past few weeks. It is what it is. They're going to, you know, the Flyers are going <laughs> to enjoy that. So I, I think, you know, you can definitely go to Katori Voracek, uh, Giroux, I like it in MME. I like it in one to three. Uh, it does concern me that their ownership is creeping up towards double digits on a 10-game slate, so that would give me some pause in one to three. Um, you know, there's so many spots tonight that, you know, maybe making lineups after the next ownership run or jotting down some lower-owned stuff that you like to make, that's fine. But I, I do really like this Flyers top line, especially because how bad the Devil's penalty kill has been. Now – with Katoria going up against Heischer and going up against McLeod, like that kind of takes me off the Heischer line for the most part. The thing is like, they're really cheap and they're fully correlated on the power play. Alex Leone, not a well-known goalie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess take that as a compliment. Like, I don't know. I, I stacked against him his last game. So I think, you know, the Flyers have have had their documented issues defensively, so I think there is some definite uh, – you know, you can definitely go to that second line since they're fully caught on the power play. But my favorite line on the Devils is that top line, the Hughes-Sharon-Govich line. They have been very good. The problem is they haven't been great at scoring, but they have been dominating the possession and, their, and the Corsi. So, you know, the scoring will come eventually. They're going to get the Hayes line or, you know, even worse, like the Lawton line. And, and you know, it is what it is, you know – after you get past Katoria, the Flyers really fall off a cliff defensively. So I do really like that Hughes line. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you mentioned the Hayes line. Cause that's one line that kind of stood out to me um, because you mentioned the terrible devil's penalty kill um, that Hayes line all correlated on the second power play unit. Unfortunately, they're just not that great. Like 50% expected gold share. That's fine. Uh, 1.4 expected goals for in 127 minutes together. Like that's just not like 2.1 expected goals per 60 minutes. That's just not great offensively. So like, I, I like, I wouldn't mind playing that Flyers line because they will be low owned. They're going to get a good special teams matchup. I just don't think it's a good five on five matchup. And the thing we talk about a lot here is not playing in bad five on five matchups. So I think that's, what's kind of taking me away from Philly from the Hayes line. Uh, so I agree with you on Philly one. I do like them a lot here tonight. Actually, when I started researching the slate, uh, I was actually on New Jersey like you. I was on the Hughes line. I do like them here tonight. But when I look at our top stacks tool, um, I see both New Jersey lines kind of over owned. Like I see New Jersey, the Hishier line, 4% top stack, 5% ownership share. That's fine. But the Hughes line, 3.2% talks top stack, 6% ownership share. That's double in, le- in negative leverage. So that's what's kind of keeping me away from New Jersey here. 
like I'm not going to say no because even if New Jersey comes in at six or seven percent, like I think that's fine, especially where you you know where they they've been so good together. But I really want that Philly one line. Like we said, Sean Couturier has been coming around. They aren't expensive. Uh, when we look at our top stacks tool, uh, Philly one is coming in very low owned. Uh, I can't even find them on our sheet. So obviously they're not <laughs> coming in very high. So uh, I really like Philly one in that matchup here tonight. I'm with you. So if I had to take just one line out of this game, I think it would be Philly one uh, on the blue line. Travis Sanheim is a guy that's really of interest. I think he's generally played a lot of minutes late and he's starting to get more power play time now that Shane Goss's bear uh, is injured. So uh, Travis Sanheim for 3,700 interests me. Are there any defensemen that interest you? I mean, Ty Smith at 3,200 for the devils. Uh, if you're going to, you know, do any type of power play, make some sense. Uh, you know, if you, if you need some really cheap punts, like Connor Carrick's minutes have been up. He's, produced a little bit you know that's okay uh Felipe Meyer scored in the last game he was he had an assist in the game before that he's still 2600 if you need a you know really deep punts but other than that you know I agree with you on Sanheim if you are using the Philly or Philly top line I think if you want to correlate with Proveroff it gets a little bit more expensive so it gets you know if you put in Proveroff with the Flyers top line you might be on a lower own build yeah I agree with that um all the goalies are priced seventy six hundred in this game. Uh, you on DraftKings anyway? Are you playing any of them? Uh, I don't mind Blackwood. Um, what worries me is the penalty kill. But you know, if it is Blackwood, I would consider him, especially in correlated Devils lineups. All right, fair enough. Okay, let's move it along. The Islanders two point six implied goal total. They're well, I'm going to say they're going into New York, but they're in New York. They're going in to face the Rangers. The Rangers have a two point nine implied goal total uh Shesterkin confirmed for the Rangers no confirmation yet for the Islanders but I believe Sorokin went in their last game so it's probably gonna going to be Varlamov here tonight uh I think the other note is Chris Kreider uh game time decision uh for the Rangers he could be out that would greatly change the makeup of that third line um you're the resident Rangers fan what do you like here Okay, I just want to start with that third line. So if Kreider's out, if they move Blackwell down, which probably wouldn't happen, but it should happen, um, it really depends, you know, who replaces Kreider if he's out. If it's Blackwell, that line is okay defensively. If they move Kratzoff into that third line spot, it's going to be a mess defensively. So we'll, we'll, we'll break that down in a second. We'll, let's start with the top line of the Rangers. They're <laughs> – Pavel Buchnevich randomly 7,200 for no reason. I, he was 7K last yeah. slate, and I was like, that's a little bit too expensive. Yeah. And like, 7,200. Yeah, 7,200. Even with Lafreniere at 3,600, Mika's is 83. So, like, they're kind of priced out for me, especially in this matchup, because the Islanders are good defensively. They don't take many of the penalties. Kind of out on the Rangers' top line, just from a price perspective. The second line, like, there's not many, like, lines that you really want to go against, like, on the Islanders. So, like, if you want to use, like, a Strom Panarin for power play, you're still looking at, you know, 14-8 for the two of them. Like, it's it's just so expensive. Like, the Rangers have been – yeah, they've been good offensively, but, like, this isn't the best matchup. So, honestly, I think I'm going to be off the Rangers just from a price standpoint tonight. Like, I kind of want to use them because they're going to be so low-owned, but, like, they're just too expensive. Like where I want to get in like Toronto's or even go up to like Boston. Like what are you going to do with 7,200 Pavel Buchnevich? Like just from a price perspective, I'm probably going to be out on the Rangers. On the Islander side, I guess we have to kind of wait and see what the lines are because like Trotz said, like he wants to get Paul Murray up with Barzell at some point. Like we just don't know. Bar- and, you know, Barry Trotz doesn't, you know, say anything about his lineup before the game. So Going off what they were the last game, you know, and if Kreider's out and they move Kratzoff up, I really like this Islanders third line tonight, Bavillier, J.G. Peugeot, and Wallstrom. They're super cheap. Their ownership's in check. They're, they would run over that Rangers third line without Kreider. Um, they have some power play correlation. I really like them in that matchup. Um, if Kreider's in, that takes me off them a little bit, but their price is so good that I would still consider them. 
Uh, that top line with Bailey, Barzell, Eberle, if it is that, you know, their price is okay going into the Zibanejan line. I think, you know, you can do it. The problem is, like, you're going to get the Fox matchup too, and the Rangers defensively with Fox on the ice are so much better with him off. So if I had to go to an Islanders line, it would be that third line. But I also like that second line, you know, uh, Nelson, Palmieri, uh, two-man. Uh, and then, you know, the defensemen are cheap, which we'll talk about in a second. So I like that third line. I like that second line, and I'm probably going to be out just from a price perspective on the Rangers. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on the Islanders' third line. I think that's my focus here in this game. Uh, like, Rangers won. Like, on a shorter slate, if this was like five or six games, I think I could say, yeah, 7,200 Buchnevich could make sense because it's that situation, like, in Toronto <laughs> – uh, people rarely play Mitch, not rarely, but infrequently play Mitch Marner uh, with Austin Matthews. Uh, and I could see it being a, a similar situation uh, right here with uh, Buchnevich, where, you know, you get uh, Zabanejad at like 15% and then uh, Buchnevich comes in at like 4% because of his price. Um, I think you could see a similar situation like that. But on a 10-game slate, I don't think there's really any need to get Anywhere is close to that cute. So I'm out on the Rangers top six. I sh- the second line, I think, is fine. We had them as one of the better leverage spots on the night. So I think the Rangers second line is okay. But I would stay off the top line, stay off the third line. Uh, I like that Islanders third line. I agree with you. Beauvillier and Pajot both play on the Barzal power play unit. Um, the Rangers have a bottom 10 penalty kill in the month of April. Uh, I think... Uh, the Islanders could uh, get some goals here tonight. So I do like that Islanders third line um, kind of as like a little bit of a cheap filler, Uh, but that's it. Like I'm not on the Islanders top line. I don't even really like the second line. I'm not on the Rangers top line, not on the Rangers third line. So I think it's uh, just Islanders three for me, maybe Rangers two, if you want to get a real good leverage play in there. But I I think that'd be more of an MME play for me. Um, yeah, on the blue line, you mentioned the chief defenseman, Brendan Smith, um, two goals in his last five games. I believe he's averaging like 21 minutes a game over his last five, over 20 minutes in all of them, min price. So uh, I guess it's uh, Brendan Smith night, uh, not a bad punt. What else do you like for defenseman from this game? Yeah, I agree with you on Brendan Smith is as awful as that sounds coming out of my mouth. Uh, Ryan Pulak under 4,000. I think you can play him in this spot. Um, other than that, like if you, if you want to go to Keandre Miller, he was a block shot machine the last game, but like his periphs has been up and down, but 3,400 is okay. But really other than that, you know, Pulak, Smith, Miller, I'm not paying up 7,200 tonight for Fox. So that's about it. All right. Good enough. Uh, in goal, uh, Shesterkin has been pretty good this year. Uh, but 7,900, it seems fine. I want to get your opinion on this because I think even at 7,900, he'd be a correlation play for me. Yeah, I agree with you. Correlation or only. I think there's some other cheaper options. I don't know the Rangers win this game. And, like, if you want to pay up for a $7,900 goal, you want them to be, like, heavy favorites. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um all right, uh, before we move it along to the rest of the games, just want to let everybody know we have some free stuff up on the site like we always do. We have free premium tools and free data all the time up on the site, today being no exception. Uh, we have NHL player and stack rankings, so uh, we have tons of stuff um, for NHL for free up on the site if you need a little bit more help beyond just this video. Uh, if you're playing some MLB tonight, we have MLB top pitchers uh, available as a premium tool here tonight. And we also have free NBA player rankings. So if you need help with NHL, MLB, or NBA, we have your free premium tools and free premium data up on Osmo.com. So head on over there right now. Check out the free stuff that we have going on. All right, moving along. Pittsburgh, 2.8 implied gold total. They're going into Washington. The Caps have a 2.9 implied gold total. Uh, A lot of important news here. Uh, Tristan Jari, Vitek Vanacek are starting, but that's not the important news. The important news is Ovechkin is out. Uh, John Carlson is a game-time decision, but my feeling is that he's going to be out. Uh, Justin Schultz is – they're saying he's probably in, but that's not a guarantee. 
and on the Pittsburgh side, we may have both Freddie Godro and Evgeny Malkin back in the lineup. So uh, Carlson, Malkin, Schultz, all game time decisions, Ovi out. This is kind of a mess. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, this with all that news, I think this is an MME type of deal. And you just kind of hope you get clarity right at 630 Eastern instead of, you know, 645. So you're not completely scrambling. You know, that pit top line fully correlated, they're under 3% right now in ownership. So like that kind of piques my interest a little bit just from an ownership perspective. They are going to probably get the Backstrom Oshimantha matchup. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which is probably their best defensive line at this point. But with Carlson out, like, they're just so banged up. I think you could definitely take some chances on Pit 1 tonight, especially at that ownership in MME, like, that is something I would want to get over the field on. And, you know, it won't take much to get over the field. Like even if they're, if they bump up to like 4%, if I had like eight, 9%, you know, pit one in MME, double the field. Like, I think that is really good. And then it, it's going to be interesting where Malkin slots in. If he is in, we talked about it a little bit before the show, I, we kind of agreed that they don't really touch that second line, like McCann Carter, and then, you know, Kapanen moved up into Zucker spot. So that third line may be, or second line, third line, whatever you want to call it, pseudo second line, might end up being Zach Ashton, Reese, Malkin, and Zucker, and that's a really good third line. So if that's the case, you know, they would be cheap. That's something I'd be interested in. But we just need to see the news. So, like, for right now, it is Pittsburgh 1 in MME for sure, and then I need to wait. We need to wait on the news for, you know, Malkin. And then on the Caps, on the cap side, like, the first thing you notice is, like, Sprong, Kuznetsov, Wilson, they're so cheap. But then you look at their ownership, and they're they're going to be over-owned tonight. Um, it's not really a line that I want to play. But, you know, they do get some correlation on the power play. But, like, if Carlson's out and Ovi's out, like, that power play is kind of powerless. So, like, it's not something that I really would want to stack. I get it if you want to do it because they're cheap and they're a good filler. They let you get in more expensive stacks, and that's fine. Um, but – I don't really want to do that. And then, you know, that second line getting the Crosby matchup kind of takes me out on them for the most part. So I'm probably going to be pretty much out on the caps tonight. Yeah, I agree with you on Washington. I don't <laughs> mind Pittsburgh or Washington too, because they have been using like that Haglin line, Haglin and Dowd as a shutdown line. So at least Washington too, will get some depth matchups from Pittsburgh. Um, you know, and if if it's Malkin's first game back, they might get a depth matchup against Malkin's first game back in a month, right? So um, Washington, too, could do some damage here. But other than that, I'm out on Washington. I agree with you on Pittsburgh one. Uh, I really do like this the spot here tonight. Um, their power play, you know, e- even if Malkin's back, I don't know what they're going to do with their power play because it's been excellent since he's been injured and it sucked when he was healthy. So... <laughs> Um, I'm not so convinced that they'll put him right back on the top power play unit. So I'm fine going right back to pit one. Uh, you'll probably get perfect correlation. Um, like you said, great leverage spot by our top stacks tool, uh, by our top stacks percentage. We have them as a top three line here tonight. Uh, and we don't even have them as a top 15 line by ownership. So they're one of the best leverage spots of the night. Uh, and I agree. And like I said, they had, they've just had a really good power play with perfect correlation. So I'm in, in with you on Pittsburgh, out on Washington. Uh, on the blue line, uh, obligatory Mike Matheson shout out. Uh, price came down to 3200 That's very reasonable for me. Uh, if John Carlson is out and Justin Schultz is in, Schultz would probably get power play one minutes. 
But like you said, what are power play one minutes without Ovechkin in the lineup? So uh, what are your thoughts on defensemen here? Yeah, really, it's like Mike Matheson. Dimitri Orlov's kind of in that spot, like 3,700. It's a little too pricey for me, but if you want to put him in, he's going to get a ton of minutes, especially if Carlson's out. I think it's okay. But other than that, like, or if you're using Latang for correlation purposes, but other than that, like, I'm, I'm kind of out on defensemen. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, I'm out on both goalies in this game, too. Both price 7,800 on DK. No interest for me. Me either. All right, good enough. Uh, we'll move it along. We have Detroit with another sub two implied goal total. They're coming in with a 1.9 implied goal total going into Carolina. The Hurricanes have a 3.6 implied goal total. Uh, I think this is a game where I haven't seen a ton of news. Um, I know James Reimer is expected to start uh, for the Canes. Uh, no idea who's going to start for the Red Wings. Um Probably going to be Grice because Grice had a pretty good outing his last time out, if I'm not mistaken. So shut out and lost in the shootout. But. Yeah, that's what it was uh, against Columbus. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, imagine it's going to be Grice, but we still don't know. Um, now I know it's a 1.9 implied gold total, uh, but I feel I would be remiss if I didn't mention that in this situation a week ago. He said we had no interest in the Detroit Red Wings, and then Jacob Brana went out and had a four-goal game. So uh, maybe maybe there should be interest in the Detroit Red Wings. I don't know. You tell us. Yeah, so Adam Ernie's out. Not that that's huge news. Um, he's in the protocols. I don't know. Maybe Joe Valena moves up. I don't know what happens there. So I'm just going to say this. I'm out on the Red Wings, except for I might have, you know, a little bit of Verona one-offs here and there. Um his minutes were up to 19 last game. If you're, if you're going to give a player like Vrana 19, 20 minutes, I, I don't care who he's playing for. I, I do want some exposure to that. So other than that, I'm out on the Red Wings. You move to Carolina's side. Uh, we got Svechnikov, Ajo, Taravainen together. That's going to be a very popular line. And for good reason. Like, they're, they're, you know, their price is, what, 16 and change? They're, you can fit them in with, um, you know, Flyers one almost comfortably. <laughs> so, like – they're going to be very popular tonight. We have their ownership around 16% right now, which is really high. Um, but, you know, you're going to have to make a decision. Like, if you're going to use them, you've got to be a little bit different elsewhere. This is one of the best spots of the night, right? So, like, I completely get it. Tara Vinan's price is 4000 Aho Svechnikov, power play one. They're only, you know, 12 2 for the two of them. You know, I... I really like the Carolina top line. I think, you know, if you're going to use them, you just got to be aware of what you're doing with them. Moving down to Carolina two of Cedric Popcats there, that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. I wouldn't mind, you know, a Trocek Netches two man. I know it doesn't correlate perfectly on the power play, but you know, as you go down the Detroit lineup, it doesn't get any better. And then the same thing holds for, you know, the third line, if Stahl and Niederreiter together, like that's the best iteration of Stahl you know, with Niederreiter there and Fogel there is super cheap. Doesn't, you know, correlate good on the power play, but like that line's super cheap. They're 11, five as a full line. They're going to get bottom or they might actually get the Verona line. Actually, that's who they'll get, but like, it, it doesn't matter. Like the matchups in this game don't matter. Um, so like, if you want to get lower ownership in a really high total game, I don't mind the second or third lines. If you also want a power play stack, I think that's a good way to get different. That does get a little bit pricey, but it's nothing, you know, if you want to use, you know, one what one thing we always talked about is like if you're power play stacking and you use two centers, that's a way to get different. You can use all three centers for the Carolina Hurricanes tonight on a 10-game slate. That's going to put you on a completely unique build, and I don't think that's going to, you know, completely destroy you because they're all on the top power play. Yeah, um, I'm, glad you, the, I'm glad you mentioned the ownership on Carolina one because we do have them as our highest online. Um, but like you said, there are enough ways to get different with the power play and Detroit's penalty kill. I think they're like 26th by expected goals against over the last month. Like the penalty kill is bad. So if you want to take advantage by some sort of Carolina power play stack, you can even power play stack Carolina too, if you want, right? Like you can do like a, a Natchez, Niederreiter, Teravinen or something like that. Like a triple winger, uh, stack with Pesci or something like that's completely fine by me. Um, I think they're like Carolina is going to get a lot of ownership here tonight. So I think if you're just going straight three man top line and then three man uh, second line somewhere else, you're running a risk of getting duped even on a 10 game slate. So I would, 
you know, try to mix in some sort of power play stack. That's probably the way I would approach them. Uh, I'm just out on Detroit. <laughs> I'm going to say two weeks in a row. I hope it doesn't burn me. Uh, I'm just out on Detroit. Uh, just no interest at all with any of their lines. Uh, on the blue line, I mentioned Brett Pesci uh, in my power plays article this morning. Him and Slavin have been pretty regularly playing about 23 minutes a game. Pesci gets power play two time. I talk, just talked about how bad the Detroit penalty kill is. So I like Pesci here tonight. Hamilton's seen his price come down a little bit, though. So what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, and his ownership has come up because his price has come down. But no, I, I agree. Like Dougie, Dougie for sure. Like, especially if you're doing some kind of power play, you don't want to leave Dougie off. Pesci and uh, Slavin certainly make sense. I prefer Pesci for the power play time. $200 savings. Uh, the the impression is not ready yet, but I will get to it before the end of the season. I promise. And I just need, I'm out on the Detroit uh, defenseman. Also, Morgan Geeky saying that he loves Pizza Hut. First of all, I own a pizza restaurant, but I will say Pizza Hut, way better than Domino's. Come at me. <laughs> All right. No, no, I agree with that. I'm fine with that take. Uh, we are Pizza Hut. We are a pro Pizza Hut podcast here at Osmo.com. Um, all right. Uh, in goal, I'm not playing Reimer. Um, I did write up Jonathan Bernier. I think him or Grice are fine tonight here because Carolina is a big shot volume team. Um I assume you're not playing Reimer at 8,400. Do you like Grice or Bernie here tonight? Uh, yeah, I, I, if it is Bernie, I may play him. I was hoping that Delkovich would start tonight because I would have had interest in him. But Bernie, I'd have interest in. Grice Fire, I might need more, some more convincing. All right, fair enough. Um, all right, let's get to the next game. Dallas, 2.3 applied goal total. Going into Tampa Bay, the Bolts have a 3.1 applied goal total. Um, Joel Kivaranta is a game time decision. Add him to the list because this is a, an exact quote. Mike Heike is a beat writer for the Dallas Stars. Well, not for the Dallas Stars, but he writes about the Dallas Stars. His quote from the coach was many game time decisions. There you go. What do you like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a low total for D- Dallas and, you know, they're on the road. Hints is a game time decision. He's always a game time decision. Kiwi Ronta could be back. Like, I hate to say it because I really like the, the Stars top line, but like, I think I'm going to be out on the Stars tonight. It's just a big slate. They do lock at seven, so we, you know, 7 p.m. Eastern. So we may get the news and I may change my opinions on it, knowing that these guys are in or out, whatever. Because, especially because like the Tampa line matching, they, they've been going like 1v1, 2v2, 3v3. So like, if Hints is in, like that, that you know, top line's not in the worst spot, but that second line would be in a good spot going up against Kaloran, Sorelli, Johnson. So, like, I want to see them being in. So, like, if Kiviranta's in and Hintz is in, it depends where Kiviranta is, right? Because I don't think they're, they're going to mess with the Fasca line. So they may put him in in Dickinson's spot. They may put him on the fourth line. If Kiviranta's in on the second line, I think, you know, and Hintz is in, they don't me- mess with Dickinson there's a whole bunch of moving parts, but if it's Ben Gurionov, Kiviranta, or Ben Gurionov, Dickinson, I like that second line going against the Clarence Riley Johnson line. So that's really where I'm at for Dallas. I need to see the news. News may alter my theories here. Um, but, you know, on the Tampa Bay side, like Tampa one has been playing better recently and their ownership's kind of in check. So like, I don't mind Tampa one tonight. Um, but other than that, you know, like Alex Barry Boulette, He's at 3,400 on top power play. So I think he's definitely cash viable in GPPs like Tampa one. I get it. Like if they're going to be under 5%, I think I'd have some interest, but other than that, like I don't really have much interest in this game at all. Yeah. Like the only thing that's keeping my interest in this game is that it's a seven Eastern start. So at the least we'll have the entire slate to pick from when those game time decisions are announced. But, like, I wrote up uh, Dallas 2 of my power plays article because, like you mentioned, they're pro- they probably get a good matchup tonight against the Tyler Johnson line. But it, it feels like the whole team is a game-time decision. So, like, I don't feel like firing up my lineups with the Dallas 2 in right now, knowing that there could be changes to come. But I will say I still like the matchup for Dallas 2, assuming all the regulars are in, assuming Hintz is in and the regular second line is together, et cetera, et cetera. I do like Dallas' second line here tonight. Uh, they put up really good numbers uh, in their time together. 
I wrote them up in the power plays article this morning. I wrote them up uh, in the, I wrote up Dennis Gurianoff as well, specifically. Um, I just, I just really, really like what they, what they do together offensively. And they, like you said, they should get a decent matchup. The thing is, is like both teams have a good penalty kill. So like, I think that kind of kills the upside. So I don't like, I'm, I'm fine playing Dallas too, but as the day's gone on, I'm getting less and less excited about playing them. So I'm kind of getting to where you are. I'm out on both top sixes. I don't mind the Tampa third line, but like if they're going to end up going into Radic Faxa, I don't want that matchup either. So I think I started today being kind of excited about Dallas too. And now I'm at the point where I think I'm going to be out on just both teams entirely. Uh, Tampa Bay has been running a five man defense basically uh, on the blue line with five guys getting over 20 minutes. Uh, Dallas Haskinen and Klingberg, uh, you know, that question usually presents itself every slate. Uh, what do you like for defenseman here? Yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, Tampa has a good PK. So like, I don't know if I want to play Klingberg tonight. I'd probably go to Mira Haskinen if I had to go someone on the stars or even Esselindel. And, you know, Jamie Alexiak might be a guy, 3,300, that I definitely get behind. On the Tampa Bay side, uh, I like Chernak at 3,500. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Savard comes back in for Calfoot. I don't know. He was, a, he was out with an injury, so who knows. Uh, so it's probably, you know, Chernak for me. All right, fair enough. Uh, in goal, um, not playing Vasilevsky 8,200. Do you have Ottinger 7,200? Even, like... I guess the extra 200 for the win might be worth it, but is the shot volume going to be there? Yeah, that's the problem. And, like, Tampa sometimes, they don't have anything really to play for. So, like, you see them have, like, lulls, and they have, like, 19 shots on goal randomly. So, like, it does concern me that, like, Ottinger gives up two goals on 19 shots and just yeah. in just a waste. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not playing Ottinger either. Um, today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. Uh, if you haven't heard... Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, MLB, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any game or match. Just use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players. Then buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code OSMONHL20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community, so make sure you take advantage of it today. That's OSMONHL20 for a $20 bonus at our show sponsor, Jock Market. Jock Market, thank you very much. Um, all right, four games to get to, 12 minutes to get through them. The first one is Vancouver with a 2.4 implied goal total going into Toronto. The Leafs have a 3.7 implied goal total. I just want to set the table for you a little bit. Uh, both teams are playing a back-to-back, but this is 5-8 and eight for Vancouver, including cross-country travel over the weekend. Um, they played six games since returning from their COVID, you know, whatever. Uh, and then their six games from return since returning, they have a 36.5% expected goal share, and they just got throttled in back-to-back games against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Vancouver's response is to bring Cole Lind into the lineup. Cole Lind uh, is a highly thought-of rookie for them, but fantasy-wise, I would keep your expectations in check. He's more of a distributor than a shooter. Uh, so think of, like, Martin Natchez last year is kind of what you might expect from Cold Lynn. So uh, if that's that's about the player that I expect him to be at best for the balance of the season, um, probably a lot of interest in Toronto here for you, Josh, right? Uh, yeah, well, I'll just make this quick. I'm out on the Vancouver Canucks, <laughs> like completely out. Like uh, I have no interest in their lines tonight. Maybe, you know, there's some defensemen that I like, but as you know, they're top six, they're top nine. No interest. Leafs, top line for sure. Second line I like as well. I think you can power play stack. I think you can mix and match power play stacking. I re- like Matthews Marner might be my favorite two man on the night. Like, you know, there's what do you have to say about Matthews? He's going to be, he's super expensive. He's going to be super high owned. He's going to score yada, yada, yada. You still play him. Like he may have like nine goals tonight. So like, 
I really like Matthews Marner. I really like Tavares Nylander. Um, I think if you go double center, you do like a Matthews Tavares Nylander, Matthews Tavares Marner, something like that. It's really expensive, but they're gonna the Leafs are gonna be really high owned. You need to find path to get a little bit less popular. Um, if you want to use Morgan Riley, like forty seven hundred, like is he's starting to get in that range where like it feels a little bit better, like paying 5,800 for Morgan Riley, just brutal. 4,700 still sucks, but like, it's not as bad as paying 5,800. So like, I think you can do it. Like, so I, I love the Leafs tonight. I think you mix and match the power plays, the top six and, and, you know, maybe even include, include Riley at his price. See, you say Morgan Riley. All I hear is Toronto, Josh Morrissey. That's yeah. all I hear. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I hear, I hear. I hear more expensive Oliver Eklund Larson. Ooh, wow. <laughs> Nobody is safe here on the Osmo NHL DFS strategy show. Uh, I wrote up Toronto too in my power plays article this morning. Um, that's where I would focus. Uh, it was, you know, just uh, for ownership's sake. Um, not that the ownership for Toronto one is a real problem. Um, I just, you know, it's just that Matthews is going to come in at like 30% like he always does. Marner always comes in a lot lower than him. So I think like, I think a way to get a little bit different is just a flat out stack, even strength. Right. Cause like I've seen a lot of times where Matthews comes in 25, 30% Marner's like eight, 10% or something like that. Cause it is a lot, it, you know, it's almost 18 K to play the two of them. So it is a lot to play just two players, but um, I think that is a decent way to get different, but I have Toronto two written up. They've been really, really good over the last month. John Tavares' individual expected goals rate has climbed by like a third over the last month. Like he's really starting to play well. Uh, so I do like Toronto two, uh, and you can mix in Morgan Riley with them. Uh, he gets, you know, those, those top power play minutes with them. Don't mind that. On the blue line, Travis Hamanick is the guy that's sticking out for me uh, on the Vancouver side. 3,900 should probably have to end up blocking a lot of shots. What do you like? Yeah, I mean, he may pay, play 25 minutes tonight, and he's under fourth. He was 4,500 last game, over 20 minutes, and his price dropped by 600. I think he's definitely in play. Um, you know, Nate Schmidt, 3,700. Like, I don't know if I want to go up to Alex Edward, 4,500. If you have the space, that's fine, but I think I'd stick to Hamanick. On the Leafs side, like, unless you're correlating power play with Riley, I think I'm out for the most part. Uh, Justin Hole's price has come up a little bit. If he was like 2,700, maybe, but 3,000, I'm out. All right. Uh, sounds good. Let's get to this next game. It's going to be a, it's a very important game. Uh, Florida, 3.4 implied goal total. Going into Chicago, the Hawks having 2.7 implied goal total. We got a little bit of clarity from the Florida side. Patrick Hornfist will not be back. Uh, Spencer Knight is starting. Radko Gudis is back in the lineup, uh, mm-hmm. but we don't know exactly what the lines are going to be, uh, which is a shame because I think there should be a lot of uh, high expectations for Florida here tonight. Yeah. Um, I think what you do is if you don't know the even strength lines, you just power play stack them. Barkov, Duclair, Huberdo, Sam Bennett, Barkov, Huberdo. You mix and match. You do what you do. Uh, they have a high total. The Blackhawks Black Black defensively have fallen off a cliff. Um, Lankinen is now Blankinen. He ain't blanking anything anymore. So, like, this is a power play game for me. You mix and match. Uh, you just don't know what the even strength lines are going to be. Uh, you know, if Gusev is up there, if he's on the fourth line. So I think, you know, the safe thing to do is put in Barkov. You put in, you know, if you want to get a little bit different, you put in Bennett too. Like these two C's on the power play is a good way to get, you know, on a unique build. So you mix and match on the power play. That's what I would do. Um, and you can include, you know, bag of bones, Yandel. That's fine. He had a good game. His price didn't go anywhere. Uh, on the, on the Hawks side, you know, with Spencer Knight, like he looked good in his debut, Again, like I see like these Kane ownership, it's above double digits on a 10 game slate in a tough matchup. So like, I'm probably going to be out on that. So really for me on the, on the Hawk side, I would have some interest in a Kubelik Strom duo, something like that. But other than that, I'm probably gonna be out on the Hawks. Yeah. I don't really like Chicago tonight here either. Uh, it's just, we have no idea what their lines are going to be. You have a good idea that the Brinkat, Doc, and Kane are probably going to play the most minutes, but they may not even play them together, right? So 
Uh, if you want a one-off like a Kane or a one-off to Brinkat or one-off Kubalik or something like that, totally fine with me. I just can't get on board with stacking Chicago here tonight. I, I'm with you on Florida. I think you just power play stack them. Bennett, Barkov, Huberto, those guys. Just power play stack them. Throw in Yandel if you want uh, and then move along. You even throw in some Owen Tippett because it seems like he's probably going to play in the top six and feature a prominent role. So I have no problem just throwing him in either. Uh, on the blue line with Adam Bockfist out for the year, Duncan Keith probably back up to the top power play, but at 4K, like I feel like if you're going to play Duncan Keith, you should probably just stack stack Blackhawks, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't play Keith alone, so like I'm kind of out on there, especially if he's going to be as popular as we have him. Uh, if you want to play uh, Walnuts, I'm just going to call him Walnuts. Uh, <laughs> that's fine, 3,400. Um, and on the, you know, I like Mackenzie Weger. I like Brandon Montour, uh, as one-offs if you're not using Yandel for power play. All right. Good enough. Uh, we love celebrating subscriber success here at Osmo. So if you bake some bigger contests, send your screenshot to our Osmo Hoff account. That's Osmo HOF on Twitter or to any of our Osmo social accounts, or just me or Josh or Jake or whomever, uh, showing your bank with the Osmo avatar on your DFS profile. We'll, we will be sure to shout you out. And if it's a top three in a contest with over 5,000 entries, you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Just hit Osmo.com slash announcement slash avatar to get the full details. All right, we've got a few minutes left for our last couple of games. Uh, St. Louis 2.6 implied gold total going into Minnesota. Uh, the Wild have a 2.9 applied goal total. These two teams played last night, so we could see some lineup changes. Uh, Capo Kakinen is likely to start in net for Minnesota. Uh, Colton Pareko may come back for St. Louis, and if they do, they'll be going to 11-7, which could throw their forward lines into disarray. So St. Louis is just bad. They're in a bad matchup, and and their lines could be changed. So I'm out on the Blues. I do like Minnesota's third line. I wrote up Fiala, especially Fiala, especially on FanDuel, where his price is considerably cheaper than DraftKings. That's where I, I am in this game. Where are you? Yeah, I mean, I don't really like this game. I know it was four three game yesterday, but like, how often can we rely on like the Joel Erickson Eck line to do what they did like against Ryan O'Reilly? It's not going to happen again. And they're going against each other, so it takes me out there. Like, I want to play Mike Hoffman, but like he's going to play twelve minutes. So, so, like, he's is he going to get two more power play goals in his 12 minutes? Probably not. So, I'm out on the Blues. I'm pretty much out on the Wild. I agree with you on that third line. Fiala at 7K on DraftKings is a bit of a problem if you want to one-off him. On FanDuel, he's way cheaper. That's perfectly fine. He's on top power play. Um, yeah, so, like, if, if, if I was going to use a line in this game, it would be the Fiala line. You're going to get the Robert Thomas, Kairou, Hoffman line, which isn't, you know, anything to ride home defensively. Uh, Bennington could be on a back-to-back. It could be, it could be, I don't even know who their backup is at this point. So like, yeah, Minnesota three or bust in this game. Yeah. I with you, Minnesota three or bust. All right, let's get to our last game real quick. Calgary flames two point, uh, two, I think it's a 2.9 applied 2.7 applied goal total going into Edmonton. Edmonton has a 3.3 applied goal total. Edmonton is playing a back-to-back and they had to travel last night from Winnipeg to Edmonton. That is not a short flight. Um, I'm out on Edmonton here tonight. Calgary, Calgary Flames have the best expected goals against in hockey in April. I'm out on on Edmonton. Calgary won, Monaghan, Gojo, Manchapane, all perfectly correlated coming in around 12K. I have a little bit of interest there. What do you say? Yeah, I agree. They're going to avoid McDavid. They're going to get the dry settle matchup. You know, it's not dry settle, Yamamoto, Cahoon. Nuja Hopkins, obviously, way better defensive forward than Cahoon, but I think, you know, they're fully correlated. Their ownership, you know, is fine for their price. So, you know, I think you can do that. I don't even know how you get to Calgary from Winnipeg because Winnipeg doesn't have an airport. So, like, yeah, that travel is, is going to be a bit messy. I do like McDavid, obviously, you know, He's pricey. He's probably going to have a three-point game, but yada, yada. Same thing, Matthews. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I'm kind of out for the most part on Edmonton. I do like that Calgary top line as a filler. Yeah, I, I do like that Calgary top line. I think I'll be playing them here tonight. Um, all right, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick real quick, Josh. I'm going to mention Mark Giordano uh, playing a lot of minutes for Calgary lately. Forgot to mention that in the last game. Wrote him up in the Power Place article. My hat trick pick for tonight is Mr. Sebastian Ajo. We have. I'm going to go kind of off the board here. I'm going to say Anthony Duclair. 
Anthony Duclair. I like it. That's a little spicy. I like it. Hey, you hit it with the Don the Donskoy earlier. Uh, maybe you can go two for two uh, here tonight. Uh, that'll be it for uh, today, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Jake will be here tomorrow to break uh, tomorrow's slate down for you. For producer Tyler, for Josh Harris, this is Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account, where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account, where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC.